Hey, this is Krish. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to Snowpal's podcast. Um, if you've not already signed up, uh, consider doing so at pitch.snowpal.com. Be organized and be happy. And check out our new features. There's there's a ton of them that we pushed very recently. Um, having said that, in this podcast, I want to talk a little bit about Heroku. Uh, Heroku and, and Heroku deployment. Uh, let's see how much detail we can get into but at least i want to at least skim the surface in this in this first uh, podcast about heroku and, and the deployment aspect of it so uh, for those of you who are not familiar uh, uh, heroku is a platform that you could use for deployments uh, in other words uh, if you do not want to set up your servers and and do a whole lot of stuff that you probably don't have to do to get your uh, app up and running uh, by going to something like EC2, uh, you could use Heroku. Obviously, Heroku uses uh, EC2 behind the scenes, but they provide a bunch of services uh, and they create the facade layer, so you have to do less. And now, uh, when I started, uh, I mean, in early days, you know, I still, uh, we still use EC2 obviously directly, uh, but you know, it, it, uh, not as much as we used to in the past. Uh, there are pros and cons, right? Obviously, if you don't have the middleman, so to speak, uh, you can do more, uh, you have more control, uh, it costs less, uh, and you know, uh, there's plenty of other related pros associated with that. But there are also cons, right? Because just because uh, you're paying lesser and you're dealing directly with these servers, you have to do a lot of the setup and configuration yourself, the upgrades and, and the whole nine yards. Of course, if you have a systems admin and you have a team that can uh, support a number, a variety of different resources, um, sure, that changes the uh, you know uh, the needs and the discussion quite a bit. But if you're a smaller shop where your team needs to, your team members need to wear multiple hats during the course of any given day, uh, and you cannot afford dedicated sysadmins or engineers or devs or testers or product managers then you know the five or six people you have or more people regardless right a small team they all end up doing a lot more uh, than they might otherwise have to do if they had the luxury of being in a slightly uh, bigger team so in those cases uh, you want to keep your focus to what you're particularly doing right in my case let's say let's say i'm going to spend this week implementing a particular feature whether it's a web app or whether it's a ui feature or api feature or a mobile feature that's that doesn't matter uh, the charter is I need to spend uh, this week implementing a few things. Now, I want to make sure that I try to spend 90%, 90%, if not more of my time, implementing that feature. Everything else that happens during the course of the week, even though it's related to the work uh, directly or indirectly, uh, it's still a distraction, right? If I'm getting on a call, that's a distraction. Any meeting is a distraction. Any uh, I mean, opening the, uh, you know, uh, doorbell, I mean, uh, attending to the doorbell, for instance, is, is a distraction, right? It's not an engineering distraction, but it's a distraction regardless. So you want to try and keep your distractions to the absolute minimum, which means I want to do uh, 10% other things and 90% focus on this feature. And what that really means is, uh, jumping back to the EC2 Heroku example, uh, and I'm already realizing that this is going to take several podcasts for me to get to the bottom of what I'm actually going to try and say here. So bear with me during uh, these uh, these monologues. Um, and hopefully you come out learning something more than you already know. Um, okay, back to what I was trying to say, right? So uh, I let's say we need to work on this feature. And during the course of the development, 
uh, we're going to deploy it uh, a number of times to a number of different servers. We're going to, uh, sorry, a number of different environments which have one or more servers, right? So the lower environments like dev, test, staging, UAT, whatever you want to call it, before it goes all the way to production, uh, you're going to deploy it uh, numerous times. And uh, with the act of doing the deployment, uh, you want it to be as automated as possible. And again, if you can afford a DevOps team or DevOps engineers, uh, then great, then you're going to have a pretty robust deployment mechanism. If not, uh, you're going to like, you're going to be like, uh, us where we have an okayish mechanism. Some of it is automated. A lot of it can be, but we haven't gotten to it yet because we have so many other fish, uh, other fish to fry. So ideally you want to be able to, you know, go to Slack and hit deploy and it gets deployed to a bunch of different environments, right? And, uh, and more automation even on top of that. But short of having those things, if you were, uh, you know, running your servers on EC2 directly, uh, you will most certainly have to do more than what you do, uh, what you might end up doing when you're using something like Heroku. And again, you could, uh, you might be thinking, sure, when I, uh, there might be an initial setup work involved, but once I have it set up, what difference does it make between having servers on EC2 and servers uh, directly on EC2 versus having them on Heroku that does uh, ultimately use EC2 uh, behind the scenes, uh, I would imagine. Right, but uh, that's a good question to ask, but but trust me, I'll go into more details as we dig deeper into this, but there it may, there is a, there are a lot of differences there. Even though the initial setup is where you're going to spend chunk of your time, there are dependencies that come up all the time, right? Let's say, for instance, you have your app up and running, and suddenly you realize the need to have a message broker. Now, you need to introduce, install, and implement or integrate with, the, with that message broker. Now, if you're running your servers directly, you let's say you make a determination on which broker you want to go with and then you uh, set up uh, configure and then uh, run those brokers how many ever of those on how many ever of those servers that you want to run them on on ec2 that's going to take some time maybe it takes a day two doesn't matter depending on how comfortable you are doing that the, there is time that it's going to take off of your week getting that set up and up and running that's not just it once it's up and running, you have to do more to make sure that the, the uptime is like 100% or 99.99% or what you need to do for maintenance and all of that stuff, right? And therein come service platforms as services, infrastructure as services and so on. And again, the thing is, some people are good at sticking to a topic, but when, I'm, when I try to talk about one, I realize uh, all the other variations and repercussions of what I'm just saying. So my mind sort of wanders. So my apologies for that. Uh, but there are other aspects to it. But let me just come back to what I started this con uh, this monologue with. If you uh, use, it's not just Heroku. If you used one of these types of services, then uh, all that I'm trying to say is you can spend more of your time doing the actual work that you need to do in terms of improving your product, your application, your features, and less time managing and maintaining these systems because think about it right from an end user standpoint they don't care if you're running on Heroku they don't care if you're running on EC2 they don't care uh, what your machine images whether it's Linux whether it's Windows whatever right that's not their problem they want a seamless experience, user experience when they're using your product and they want 100% uptime uh, they want it to be secure they want it to be stable and they want it to be fast uh, that's what we are, you're promising uh, your consumers, right? Whether you're a SaaS platform or something else. In our case, we are a SaaS platform and that's our promise. 
to our, to our users that will continuously improve and be better than where we are at today. So we want to focus most, if not all of our energies doing that. The rest of it is a necessary distraction. Uh, we want to make sure we have a stable process so we can repeatedly do it and automate it, uh, but we don't want to spend too much time on it. Uh, having said all this, I obviously love uh, doing some of these things directly in EC2 and I do continue to do them, but only to sort of test the waters to see what works, what doesn't work. Once I have an idea and then I'm back to where, you know, the, the other platforms that we use uh, to, to alleviate some of the work that we might otherwise have to do. So hopefully uh, this made some sense to you. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, each of these items uh, in the subsequent podcast. Thank you.